The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, your sports daily NFL podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, August 12th. We got more football tonight. Exciting times as we get closer and closer to the season. On today's show, we'll look at non-playoff teams from 2020 that can sneak in in 2021. If you want to go listen to me and Ryan Wilson talk about 2020 playoff teams that will miss the playoffs in 2021 go check that out uh we will be really diving in we'll have a preseason preview for the first week of the preseason and we'll be diving in to do a bunch of sp- like season preview content coming up uh you're also going to be needing to fire up those picks pools so football season right around the corner you can raise the stakes by running a football pick and pool with all your friends get started today by downloading the cbs sports app or visiting cbssports.com slash picks run your pool your way with tons of ways to play including straight up against the spread survivor confidence points you name it just download the cbs sports app or visit cbssports.com slash picks to create your pool and compete against friends all season long at cbssports.com slash picks um jordan johnny joining the show what's up buddy how you doing What's going on, Will Brinson? I'm doing well. Excited for football tonight. The only thing that's more exciting is talking football with you on the Pick 6 podcast. Yeah, I'm definitely aware of what games are on this evening. Um, just kidding. It's uh, <laughs> Steelers-Eagles and Washington-Pats. It's actually two pretty good games. With you know, there's Jalen Hurts. I don't know if he's going to play or we get – well, we don't, we don't, we'll have a preseason. We'll have a, we'll have a preview for that. We don't need to waste our time talking about that. Um, I will say that I'm excited about firing up my CBS Sports Pick'em League that I've been running. We have like 70 people in it around Raleigh. Um, that I've been running for the last like five. Well, they don't. People think I'm like a shadow puppet or a puppet regime, and that somebody else runs it. But that's okay. Let's get to teams that missed the playoffs in 2020 but could make the leap back in. We will start with the NFC uh, as you are the guest. And oh, by the way, follow Jordan at Jordan Najani on Twitter. Read his stuff on CBSSports.com as you're the guest. I will let you go first, even though the team that you will take is likely my favorite choice for this spot. Well, perfect, and we already agree. I appreciate that. So the San Francisco 49ers over at Caesars Sportsbook, they are minus 170 to make the playoffs, so Vegas is expecting them to return to the postseason. They went 6-10 and last year after making the Super Bowl in 2019 with a 13-3 and record, and that was primarily due to injuries, right? Major injuries suffered on both sides of the ball. George Kittle, Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Boza, Solomon Thomas, D. Ford, Richard Sherman, Raheem Mostert. So 
Man, so the other thing is, you know, when we're looking at this kind of project, obviously you're going to look at the schedule because that's the most important thing when it comes to teams potentially making the playoffs. So the NFC West is the toughest division in the NFL in my mind. There's no doubt about that. But I'm looking at the other matchups they have here in 2021. Here are their opponents. Lions, Eagles, Packers, Colts, Bears, Jaguars, Vikings, Bengals, Falcons, Titans, Texans. So looking at that list, they really could go 9-2 and two or 8-3 and three if we want to be realistic against teams that are not in the NFC West. Now, of course, that is anticipating that their quarterback situation is going to be settled, whoever it is is going to be playing well, and that they can remain healthy. That's going to be what the 49ers potential hinges on completely. So the other thing I want to point out is that, you know, if I'm looking at the depth chart, the weakness the 49ers may have is probably in the secondary. That's where it gets questionable. But for those who are worried about the secondary, may I point to the 2020 Washington football team? This is going to blow a lot of people's minds, but Washington had the number two pass defense in the NFL last year. And that was not because of big names in the secondary. That was not because of big plays being made the secondary. It was because that pass rush was so damn effective. It made everyone else on the defense look good. I think the 49ers have that kind of potential. We like Eric Armstead. We obviously love Nick Bosa. And then another guy I want to point to is Javon Kinlaw. I think he's a rising star in this league. So this defense has great potential. We can get into the quarterback situation in a second. I love the wide receiving core as well, but this roster is ready to compete last year can probably be a throwaway season because of the injuries they suffered they do reside in the toughest division of football but i expect the 49ers to be in the postseason come 2021 so the the other thing about the 49ers that i find interesting is and you mentioned all the injuries and there are a lot of them you know when you go and look at uh, football outsiders they do adjusted games loss right so in other words like how you know how many games did your play how many games did you lose to injury with you know starters and all that um you look at Tampa Bay, they had 30.6, which is by far the lowest in the league. By They beat the Rams by 15. The 49ers are at 166.6. That is a wild number. The next closest were the New England Patriots at 134.8. This counts COVID games as well. So okay. a little bit different season, but it you know apply, certainly applies to 2021. And the thing about adjusted games lost is that for the most part, and this is a football outsider stat that they look up, that they, that they tally, for the most part, uh, you know, teams regress to the middle, right? They end up, they, you know, you end up being around average in terms of games lost by starters. Football is an inherently dangerous game. It's just going to be a random lot of games lost versus a, you know, some some years you don't have a bunch lost. And I think what's interesting about the 49ers in particular is that last year in September, in consecutive weeks, they were forced to play games against the Jets and the Giants in MetLife Stadium where everybody got hurt. Like the turf was awful. Kyle Shannon, it was a thing. Kyle Shannon was complaining about it. They lost multiple people in each of those games, and they really weren't able to ever to recover from those, you know, ankle injuries, knee injuries, stuff that you know was suffered by virtue of be, of having to play on that turf, uh, or at least you know that's what they believe. They will not be going back there uh, this year. I don't think it would be pretty crazy if they went back and played in MetLife again. And as such, you know, you would. I mean, like, I, I think that affected the number of injuries that they dealt with, right? I mean, right. Like that that those two games back to back in MetLife St- Stadium messed up that team. And I agree with you on the pass rush. I'm not I'm not sweating the the back end stuff there. They you know they bring back Jason Ferrett, which is fine. But if that if that defensive line is as good as the talent is up there, they will be good enough on the back on the back end uh, because they won't have to you know cover for very long. And then offensively, the you know, the the O line is loaded. 
George Kittle should come back. He was injured last year. And they have Trey Lance as an option in case Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt or sucks. And Lance, by all accounts, lighting it up in training camp. Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, one of the more underrated combos of young receivers in the league. So, yeah, I, I'm all in on the 49ers. I think this is a no-brainer bet. I don't even really hate um, that wager at, at, uh, at Caesars where – what are they? Uh, minus minus 170. Yeah. Now you can actually do – oh, man, you can do exact win totals. Caesars is all kinds of weird stuff. Um, yeah, minus 170 to make the playoffs. You're laying a lot of juice there, but when you start to look at the NFC, you know, there are going to be two and maybe three teams that come out of the NFC West just because of, you know, how stacked this is. And there's going to be room for one more team to get out there, and I'm going to go against – Everything that I've seen over the last week or so. And I'm going to say the Vikings get back into the playoffs as well. Minnesota, of course, not there last year. The one, I mean, I'll be honest, and I'm not trying to beat this dead horse. The one thing that really concerns me about Minnesota is that Kirk Cousins is taking the stance uh, on, a, on the vax that he is and not getting vaccinated because if he is in close contact with you know, a, a COVID case and he's forced to miss 10 days and that happens twice in the season, all of a sudden it's maybe four games you miss. And then you have 13 games of Kirk Cousins and uh, and four games of, I don't know, Kellen Mond or Jake Browning or Nate Stanley or Danny Etling. And that's a bit of a problem. So that that's a red flag for me. Again, not because of, yeah, I guess I have to say this every time, not because of a vaccination stance, but because of just the way that the NFL protocols are, are set in place for unvaccinated players. And it's going to be risky for a particularly a quarterback, but you know, if he doesn't miss any games, it's easy to love this Vikings team. Their offense was great last year. Justin Jefferson is in his second season after breaking, breaking Randy Moss's freaking record for receiving yards as a rookie. Adam Thielen, uh, I, I think is still underrated there. And they added Christian Darisol on the offensive line. They've quietly, maybe turn the corner on the offensive line. Irv Smith, uh, tight end, who could potentially break out this year. And then, of course, Dalvin Cook, who might be maybe the best running back in all of football. He's just dynamic and, and explosive when he's on the field. Defensively, I think Mike Zimmer gets it figured out a little bit this year after a bad season. Uh, he won't let his defense be bad two years in a row. And again, when you look at the NFC, we have a loaded NFC West. I think the Bucks run away with the NFC South. I think the NFC East probably gets one team in. I don't know that two teams are going to be good enough. Maybe Dallas and, and Washington could be good enough to to get a wild card, but there's going to be there's going to be room for the Vikings to sneak into the playoffs. And they get you know Andy Dalton. I'm not buying into, and of course the Lions look like they could stink. So uh, give me Minnesota to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, I like the offense and everything that you said about them. I am a little worried about that defense, but you're predicting that Zimmer will get it figured out. I like some of the additions they made there. They get Daniel Hunter back, obviously. Patrick Peterson in the secondary should be big. Uh, the quarterback position, Bashad Breland, I think he's going to start opposite of Patrick Peterson, I guess. So that'll be interesting to watch. But I think I agree with you in terms of there's going to be room for that team to get into the postseason because, you know, if we were living in a world where Aaron Rodgers did not return to the Packers, then the Vikings would probably be representing the NFC North. Yeah. 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 I mean, I had that uh, ice cold take earlier in the uh, earlier in the offseason. The Vikings were better anyway. Now, I, now I wish that was deleted from the Internet, but there's nothing <laughs> to, to, uh, to change people's minds. Jordan, when you were looking at uh, other teams who could potentially make in, in the NFC. Who any honorable mention teams that you thought about, including who could make a leap into the playoffs this year? Yeah, you know, I looked at the NFC East. I mean, 
I don't know what yeah, to that, think about the Cowboys. Well, that's the easy landing spot because Washington right. was seven and nine and won the division and hosted a playoff game. And the and the Giants or the Cowboys could have easily been right there, and the Eagles weren't even that far away. Right. But the Cowboys, I still don't know what to think. Because like they have incredible potential. We get that. The defense definitely needs some work, and you hope that they could turn the corner in 2021. But I mean, they disappoint year in, year out. So I, I, I couldn't pick them. Another team, I mean, it's going to be funny, but the NFC West, I, I love the Arizona Cardinals too. I'm taking the over on their win total. I don't know if it's going to be enough for them to get into the postseason, but I mean, they made some pretty sexy moves in the offseason that have fans at least excited for the 2021 season. Maybe they're the team that gets a, a wild card spot instead of the 49ers if things go south there. So that was another team I kind of had an eye on, but you know, when I looked at the rosters, and obviously they're just one year removed from a Super Bowl appearance, Trey Lance has been lighting it up in training camp, had to lean towards the 49ers for this project. Yeah, if I had to do, I think we did, yeah, we did, we used to do five, five teams in and five teams out or something like that. If you're doing five, I mean, I think the two, you know, the 49ers are the easy choice there. I think the Vikings are fairly easy as well after going seven to nine last year and, you know, just being terrible on defense. You would probably pick a team out of the NFC East, whether it's the Giants or the Cowboys, no offense, Devo, um, on the Eagles. And then I think you could, I, I agree with you completely on the Cardinals as being a possibility as well that could sneak in. We're, you know, we got seven teams who are making it. And then maybe you could make a case for the Panthers as, or the Falcons as well. I don't know that I would completely get on board with the Panthers. I expect them to be a little, maybe a five. If, if Matt rules, um, progress in the NFL level ends up looking like his progress at the college level. You know, it's usually bad first year around 500 second year, big breakout third year. So we'll see how that applies. If that, if that applies to his NFL coaching, he could take a leap forward. It just feels like nine wins might be their ceiling this year. Unless Sam Darnold is truly out from under the, uh, the curse of Adam Gase. But yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it feels pretty obvious how to handle in out on the on the NFC side of things. But what do you do on the AFC side of things? We will tell you after the break. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, the AFC, maybe I think a little less obvious in terms of how you handle a team who was out of the playoffs who could make the lead forward. It was easy. Wilson and I you know, pegged the Colts and the, you know, you can go back and listen to why we did it. The Colts and the Steelers are two uh, key examples that could, that would be end up in that spot. Who's your team from the, uh, from the AFC to take a leap forward into the postseason? Yeah. So first off the AFC is a lot harder to predict. Like you said, I think we have the bills winning the AFC East. We have the Titans winning the AFC South 
Chiefs winning the AFC West. And then with the wild card spots, I mean, the AFC North almost sent their entire division to the postseason last year. Steelers, Ravens, and Browns. I think, like you probably said, the Steelers are going to take a step backwards, we anticipate, not going to win the AFC North, but they still could be a wild card team. And if that's the case, it's possible that the AFC North sends three teams again. Now, in that hypothetical reality, we would only have one extra playoff spot available, and that would be you know taking over for the Colts, who we all don't anticipate making the postseason this year. My team is going to be the Miami Dolphins at plus 125 over at Caesars Sportsbook, mm. okay? Very interesting team. I mean, it all hinges on the play of quarterback Tua. We get that. But this defense, it's pretty sweet, man. And I use the term explosive to describe it. We usually don't use that term to describe defenses, but explosive, okay? They tied for second in turnover differential plus nine, but they led the NFL in takeaways with a whopping 29. 18 mm. interceptions tied for first. They got things hammered out with Xavier and Howard. So I anticipate that defense to be good. They also made that pick of uh, the pass rusher, Jalen Phillips. That, that's going to be really interesting. I think they were top 10 in sacks last year with 41. Um, so the Miami Dolphins are sitting pretty. And then, of course, on the offensive side of the ball is what everyone wants to talk about. You have the addition of Will Fuller, who's definitely a speedster who can make that immediate impact. But then, of course, we have Jalen Waddle out of Alabama, the wide receiver that many people – in this 2021 NFL draft, considered the top wideout. So he's going to open up things for Tua. Obviously, he's a former teammate as well. And, you know, I go back to the schedule, right? So they're in the AFC East. I was looking at the opponents they're going to face from outside the division. Uh, Raiders, Colts, Buccaneers, Jags, Falcons, Texans, Ravens, Panthers, Giants, Saints, Titans. So that schedule actually is tied for fifth easiest off of last year's team winning percentage, which is interesting. Still, I think they might go – seven and four or so with those teams outside the AFC East. When I did my initial prediction of the Miami Dolphins schedule, I landed on a 10 and seven record, but there are plenty of opportunities for me to push that to 11 and six or so. And if that happens, then they were going to make the postseason. And remember they were just one game out on the outside looking in this year around. So, you know, real quickly with Tua, I mean, he has a year of experience under his belt. He has confidence that the job is his. He has better offensive weapons around him. I think that he's going to be better in 2021. And that's I'm not necessarily predicting the Dolphins are going to make the Super Bowl, but the, the fact that this Dolphins team is expected to improve, that means that they have that potential to secure the wild card spot. And I spoke to Tua earlier this offseason, and I was asking him about kind of what he learned last year and, and what he was focused on moving forward. And he kept telling me about he wanted to get his body back. That's what he was working at doing. He wants to try to get back to how he looked at or how he looked like at Alabama. So – I'm all in on Tua. I got to be if I'm placing money on this uh, on this wager here for the Miami Dolphins to make it the wild card. But there's a lot of things that to be excited about if you're a Miami Dolphins fan. I mean, they went 10-6 and six and didn't make the playoffs last year. That's yeah. tough. You know, you think you go 10-6, and six, you feel like you should be making the playoffs. And I do think it all comes down to Tua. You know, they they let Ryan Fitzpatrick go. He's in Washington now. Jacoby Brissett, who I'm a big fan of, uh, is, is the backup there. And, and I do think... He can, um, I mean, I think Jacoby can stabilize things if Tua isn't ready to take that leap and if he doesn't fix the downfield passing and if he isn't, you know, create more explosive plays for this offense. But, you know, if, if they have to turn to Jacoby Brissett, then this doesn't feel like a playoff team, right? You right. know, it feels like a team that's more likely to to end up on the outside looking in than anything else. You know, but they've, 
they've taken the steps. They added Mac Hollins, who I, I realize is sort of a Boston, wasn't great in Philly, but he, you know, he's a one trick pony. He's a big deep threat. They added Will Fuller. He'll miss the first game. But I mean, those are two guys who can take the top off for this offense. And they've been, working on that this offseason and making to a stretch of I mean, two through bombs at Alabama. It's not like he's, you know, was a short like dink and dunker at Bama. He ch- he throws it down the field. You do wonder, I mean, that hip injury of his, like, you know, I know you talked to me, he said he, you know, wants to get his body back. I mean, if you think about how you have to torque to get, and I'm trying to do it left-handed, looks stupid, I guess. But if you, you know, if you're trying to torque either left or right, I mean, like you're that's all hips, you know, you're not out there uh, you know, you're not out there just arm throwing it 60 yards down the field. You're using your hips. And if he, he wasn't right there, it's going to be tough to tough to be as successful as they probably wanted him to be. There's a chance he got snaked on Elijah Vera Tucker in the draft, but they still came back and got Liam Eichenberg in the in the second round. That offensive line is improving year over year. I'm a big Mike Gusecki guy. I have some questions about the run game, but I think, you know, I, I'll tell you the other thing I have questions about is rolling out a, a two-man offensive coordinator situation. That's a red flag for me. Why do, why do they need two offensive coordinators? Godsey and Studentsville, George Godsey and Eric Studentsville have done it before, like been coordinators or been um, close to that. that. That to me is a little concerning. Uh, defensively, though, you know, this team should just be good, uh, particularly if Christian Wilkins can maybe take a leap forward and they get, you know, good production from Jalen Phillips early on. So I like the pick. I think they're a good option. They you know, went 10 games last year and didn't make the playoffs. That's a, that's a pretty good choice for a team uh, to make the leap forward into playoff territory. I considered, well, I could, the Dolphins would have been on the short list. The Patriots were definitely on the short list too, going seven and nine last year. I think you could take a stab at the Jaguars as well, but if I'm picking a team from the AFC to make the leap into the playoffs, for me, it is easily the Los Angeles Chargers, you know, when you, I mean, they, if, if you, if you ask somebody how many wins do the Chargers have in 2020, I think they would like blindly say nine just because it felt like they won a ton of games. Um, they actually went seven to nine. That, that was their expected win loss. So they didn't over underperform at all there, but it did feel like they lost a ton of games at the end because of bad coaching from Anthony Lynn. And that's sort of been his hallmark since he came to Los Angeles. Now they get Brandon Staley in there. I realize that the coaching change could make it difficult for the quarterback, could make it difficult for other parts and, and pieces around there. You got to learn a new scheme and all of that. But I'm going to I'm going to treat Brandon Staley until proven otherwise as a huge upgrade over over Anthony Lynn. I look at what Justin Herbert did last year. He I think all-time passing yards record for for rookies, fourth 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 most passing yards in the NFL last year and there's no reason to think that he's not going to continue to be good. Now, maybe he takes a step back in terms of his production. Maybe we see the numbers dip down a little bit. I mean, you know, maybe he's below 5% in terms of touchdown passes. Interceptions are up a little bit. But I don't think that sort of the change in the volume stats is necessarily going to kill him. I mean, he basically came in stone cold. You know, Ty- Tyrod Taylor was supposed to play, find out minutes before the game. He can't. Herbert gets out there, just takes over and looks great. Austin Eckler, I expect to play more than 10 games this year. You know, you I – if Derwin James and Joey Bosa are healthy, that defense can be fantastic. I do have a few concerns about the pass rush depth and and, and what they have there, especially uh, now that Melvin Ingram is signed elsewhere and if something happens to Bosa. But people are sleeping on my boy, Justin Jones. Very good player uh, out of NC State. Linville Joseph and Jerry Tillery. And they got some bodies up there on the front. They just need to figure out the other pass rush, other, you know, Make sure they got more pass rush than just Joey Bosa. I think Kenneth Murray takes a big step in his second year. Nasir Adderley uh, to pair with Derwin. I mean, this is a team that has a lot of players on defense. If they are healthy, 
Brandon Staley had the Rams top five in passing pass defense DVOA by in rush and rush and pass defense DVOA last year. So if he can work what he did with the Chargers the same way he did with the Rams, and that offense can just stay roughly about where it was last year. I just think this is a team that can not only make a leap to like 10 wins, but maybe even win the division, which sounds kind of crazy. Yeah, it does sound pretty crazy. But I mean, I love this team on or this roster on paper as well. I mean, even the wide receiving core, we, we obviously we got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, but Jalen Guyton, KJ Hill has that kind of versatility. Josh Palmer, a guy out of Tennessee is making waves in, in training camp as well. They, they lost their tight end, but I mean, Jared Cook is, is a is a viable replacement. I love Donald Parham, by the way. I need an OC to come in there and get the most out of a 6-8 tight end yeah. and turn him into a legitimate starter. Man, the defensive side of the ball, it's, it's great as well. And I even wrote on CBSSports.com earlier this offseason that the football gods have done us a disservice by having Derwin James be hurt for the past two years because this is a guy – who is, is one of the best safeties in the NFL in my mind. And obviously I like the addition of Asante Samuel Jr. as well. Uh, the fact that they got a deep, another defensive-minded head coach coming in the building, um, and you, you already brought up the stats about him turning in a pass rush around with the Rams. Man, this team definitely has that kind of potential. Obviously I still like the Chiefs and the AFC West, but the Raiders are kind of a wild card too as well. They're, they were a team that I considered for this project as well, but – if the Chargers can remain healthy, it's like we spoke about with the 49ers. If this team can stay healthy, then they're going to make the playoffs in my mind. Yeah, I, I think they're an easy team to look at it and pick to make a leap forward. Now, it's also possible that for the 15th year in a row, I'm an idiot who falls uh, who falls for the, um, you know, for the for the Chargers. I'm like a sucker for the Chargers. And, you know, he and, and ended up getting like, you know, feel like an idiot when they don't make the playoffs and they lose a bunch of one score games and Brandon Staley's not good enough to overcome the jinx that's been placed on the chargers. But I think there's a real chance for this team to be really, really good. And I uh, wouldn't be surprised at all. What were some more teams that you looked at from around the AFC? Yeah. So I, I brought up the Raiders, but I didn't have much of an argument for that one. The other one was the Patriots and that's literally it out of the AFC. Cause I think that the playoff picture in 2021 is going to be very similar to what we saw last year, uh, mix up maybe a couple wild cards, obviously, but it's, it's going to be very tough. So it was basically between the dolphins and the Patriots and the chargers for me. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's weird. It's a smaller group. There's only five teams at Caesars that are have a that are favored to make the postseason in the AFC. They're the Bills, the Ravens, the Browns, the Chiefs, and the Titans. Everybody else is a is plus money to make the playoffs, which is kind of interesting. You know, there's that's that's two you know, that's two spots. Is that is that five teams or four teams? I've only listed four teams. Not five teams, yeah. So there's two spots out there that are gonna be filled by the Dolphins, the Pats, the Colts, the Steelers, the Chargers. Maybe you could throw the Broncos and Raiders in there if you want to be nice about it. A Jaguars, too, I suppose, could could qualify. But it does feel like that's a good arbitrage option where you can get plus, you're getting plus money on a team that has two viable, well, really three viable paths. Um, with the Chargers, maybe a little bit less so. With the Dolphins, there's no reason they can't win that division. I think the Bills probably will win the division, 
Chargers are maybe a little bit more less likely to just blast through the Chiefs and take down the division. But you know, when you when you look at you know a team like the Jaguars, you know, they could make it as a wild card in theory or they can win the division. I, I just think there's some good betting value there on a team like the Dolphins or the Patriots or the Chargers. Uh, you know, depending on it depends on it depends on you know which team you like and and for what reasons. But both the Dolphins and the Chargers to me make a lot of sense as as squads who at plus money could end up in the postseason. I'm glad you brought that up. If there's only five teams that are favored to make the postseason, then we have those opportunities to jump on that plus money. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, like if you're going to, you know, I, I've been saying that the Buccaneers, what are the Buccaneers on, on here? Uh, uh, they're 750. I'm trying to think what they were to make the, uh, to win the division. Let's see. Where are they to win the division? I'm still, I'm still pounding this time. Like, please go bet the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the division. Oh, oh my God! That was to finish. So they they have to finish second in the AFC NFC South. It said plus two fifty for the division. I was about to be like, hammer, <laughs> hammer, like, or is Tom Brady dead? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I think laying the juice with the Buccaneers is a great bet. But if you can get plus money to make the playoffs, and there's multiple pathways, you got multiple outs to do it. That's the way to go. And the Chargers and the Dolphins both offer that in uh, in the in the AFC at plus money. All right. Uh, that's it. That's easy. We banged it out quick, Jordan. Easy uh, money. I know. Great, yeah. Great stuff as always, man. Uh, again, make sure and follow Jordan on Twitter at Jordan Dejani. Go read him on CBSSports.com. Uh, talk to you soon, man. Awesome. Thank you, Will. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.